Yeah, and that's the other thing. You can sit in until it gets back. You're live, bro. Yes, this is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the live Monday night edition. Happy 420, everybody. <laughs> Indeed, happy 420, everybody. Uh, as you know, uh, it is, well, at least on 420, the time, uh, on 420 of 420-2020, there were 420s. It's true. It's true. There were. And there were about 20 people to observe it. And it went unobserved. Well, um, I, I'm well, sure that's not true. Observed, I'm sure yeah. that a lot of people were observing 420 at 420 at home. But uh, wow, I had a, I, you know, I do the the annual rally here, yeah. Um, and I've been doing it for ten years. And usually, you know, there's there's you know between a hundred and hundreds of people there, depending on uh, how incapacitated I've been. There was like twenty people there today. I didn't. I, I basically just did the opening thing and shut up because there weren't enough people to run my mouth to um <laughs> that's awesome but it was yeah yeah well you know and i i kind of expected that i've actually been dreading this day because i had told everybody you know if you don't if you don't feel comfortable coming if you don't feel safe and remember we're smoking you know we're passing joints down there so it's uh um you know there's there is some concern with that with covid the the thing is that you know men have been earning think even back to the caveman days you know uh men had to go out and they had to hunt for food right you know well if they were afraid to hunt because they might die and that was not unrealistic because they were hunting things that are bigger than we are yeah for um, sure with little technology well sometimes they died yep and if the other ones were afraid to go out hunting after that then they died too yeah being a coward is a death sentence yeah and we'll talk more about uh, 420 today obviously because of the day that it is our toll-free number here of course is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 and we'll uh, take your calls and your thoughts today as well i brought in an article today uh, from the garrisoncenter.org. Uh, and the title of the article, is, it's, a, it's an opinion piece, uh, but it, the title is, By the Time We Notice We're Hungry, It May Be Too Late. And we'll talk a little bit more about this topic as well. Uh, the article is basically an uh, opinion piece on the fallout of, well, what's going on with workers not being able to get into the U.S. to pick the upcoming crops. Because they've stopped issuing work visas and, you know, they put a whole bunch of other hurdles in place that aren't normally there in a given year as as they claim a result of the COVID-19 thing. So, uh, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I've got a few other articles I queued up as well. A Michigan judge authorizes arresting people merely on suspicion of having COVID-19. Oh, they're arresting people for well i mean considering that they've been putting uh drug addicts in prison for a hundred years now it's not surprising that they'll imprison somebody for being sick and speaking of which uh, another article i brought in that we can also discuss is a woman has been charged for organizing a protest against the covid19 stay-at-home orders well i was there today sununu if you want to come and charge me come and get me molen labe brother that was uh out of new jersey uh where the uh the woman was arrested for that and then uh of course uh 
you know, it wouldn't be Free Talk Live if we didn't mention the stupidity of Facebook. And apparently Zuckerberg has said that some stay-at-home protests organized on Facebook could qualify as, quote, harmful misinformation, unquote. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can imagine... Uh, where that one goes, and we can talk more about that as well. I've already started coding on the replacement. Nobody can save us now. <laughs> Nobody indeed can save us. That is hilarious. So uh, you did the 420 thing today out in mm-hmm. Concord, uh, and you say that the the turnout wasn't uh, spectacular, but there were some people that... Yeah, there were some people there, and, and I went, you know, I... I said I was going to be there, and so, you know, come plague or rain, snow, or dark if night, I'm going to be there, because nobody tells the truth, you know? And I've been saying for 10 years, until they end the war on drugs, I will be out there every single year at 420. But I've got an idea how to make up for a lame 420 rally this year, which is, I think what I might do is have a music festival on the governor's lawn next year on 420, invite a great dead uh, cover band oh. and set up whether he likes it or not because we have a right to creatively petition the government for redress of our grievances Oper- uh, occupy had a really interesting idea tactically mm-hmm. but what they didn't have is any coherent program for what to do so they fizzled and of course they also didn't have any guns so the cops brutalized them as long as they stayed completely counterproductive but we can do the same thing without violating anybody's rights and actually solve the problem and we actually have armed members yeah so they can't show up and brutalize us or we'll brutalize them right back you know the second yeah. amendment means you have a right to keep right to shoot back at your at your yeah. oppressors i gotta say it was really nice on saturday when we attended the uh, the other rally, the, you know, let uh, New Hampshire reopen style rally. It was refreshing yeah. to me to see so many people open carrying. Yeah. So many people open carrying and yep. not just one moment. And AR 15s, too. A lot of AR 15s. And that's what you need because, you know, they, nobody needs weapons of war. Well, you certainly need weapons of war if, if your government is at war with you. Absolutely. I'm a pot smoker. The government is at war with me. Uh, you know, the, they are sworn to take my life or ruin my life. They've already thrown me in jail for a year and a half. Yeah. The dif- the difference between the government and me is I've never harmed anybody. They yeah. murder people every single day. These are people who drop bombs on children. Continually. And, and, uh, yeah. have and make since... no bones about it. They yeah. admit to it. They should be shunned. They should be guillotined. It's amazing to me that most <laughs> folks are of the opinion opinion that government protects your rights and if that were true then why would we Mm -hmm. always have to fight government to keep them well the thing is that's its claim if you read the declaration of independence it lasts exactly one reason for forming a government it is to secure these rights right 
that governments are instituted amongst men. Now, this government not only failed from its inception because it refused to to recognize that black people and white people had equal rights, right. you know, and so it let slavery happen, of yeah. all things, which, yeah. I mean, tactically, I understood it. They couldn't have defeated the British and defeated the Southerners at the same time, and the Southerners were, were going to have slavery right, but come morally, hell or high it was, water. Morally, but, it was heinous. I, it, it is heinous. I mean, if something can be destroyed by the truth, it needs to be destroyed. Yeah. Um, nobody, that's why nobody tells the truth. Yeah. There's a lot of things I think need destroyed. Well, and and speaking of that, I feel about statism uh, the same way that most folks feel about mm-hmm. slavery. Right, that yes. it should be abolished. It's antique. Well, it's, it's it's you know yeah. it's heinous in and of being itself. Being a taxpayer is being a part-time slave, right. Who has the privilege of picking his own job, but when the results of your work are extracted from you, yep. uh, you know that is exactly slavery. Yeah. If taking one hundred percent of your life's effort mm. is overt slavery, then at what percentage yeah. is it no longer the overt, slavery? Wasn't the word you were looking for there, but but yeah, it's absolute slavery. Abso- right. Yeah, take, sorry. So so what we need to do is leave the system, okay? Yep. Completely disassociate ourselves from it. And the way you do it is you stop accepting dollars. I've just recently had a vision, so uh, I, uh, <laughs> and, and I haven't completely come out about what it is. Yeah. But basically, I, I did some DMT. I, I had a vision, and I know, I know how to fix the world. All right. Well, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that or you can keep it under wraps. Uh, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM is our toll-free number if you would like to join us on the air. Uh, Tell us your thoughts about freedom and uh, the United States as it is today. More coming up. Yes, it is Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nobody. And, and uh, there's no third guy. Yeah. Well, not yet. Uh, we, we're expecting. Uh, we also have another guest in the studio for those of you uh, watching through our video channels at Twitch and DLive, you'll see a, a very nice person wandering around doing some uh, shooting some extra footage. And uh, we'll tell you more about that as the evening goes on. Uh, but first, I wanted to tell you about Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. And if you're a member of the Church of the Invisible Hand, remember that the dollar is haram. Yeet that stuff. He says yeet. I say yeet. Yeet the dollar. Yeet. It doesn't quite rhyme. I need to come up with a, with a better slogan. But so basically... The uh, kind of the vision I I saw 
uh, or the vision that I had mm-hmm. was that I needed to stop accepting dollars for things. Okay. And I needed to stop paying people in dollars. So basically, uh, I have to have dollars now, but my policy is going to be anytime I get dollars, I will get rid of them any way I can right. for something of value. So bring me silver, bring me gold, bring me Bitcoin, bring me whatever you want to bring. And that, if everybody did that, that would grind the warfare state to a halt. Yeah, ag- agreed. You know, it's the most si- most important single thing. The other thing is if it catches on and a lot of people start eating the dollar, mm-hmm. then it's going to cause a massive inflation. Yeah. Okay, usually inflation happens when on the supply side when they print money, but this would be demand side inflation where I say, well, if, if I don't want to hold it, I won't give you anything for your dollars. And without dollars... The only way the government can control you is to shoot at you. Yeah. I know, uh, to your point, I know that I have casually checked out of the dollar. I won't say as Mm. much as possible because I don't ride the line, but I mean, I have certainly diversified, Mm. right? I hold, you know, some, you know, gold backs and, you know, things like that, some precious metal type things. Mm. Uh, I have several different varieties of cryptocurrency, of course. And being here in New Hampshire, you know, the crypto Mm. capital of the United States anyway, uh, it's a bit easier to transact on a day to day basis with cryptocurrency thanks to, you know, Mm. AnyPay and all the work that's been done here. So it's, I, you know, I've increased it a little bit more, but certainly checking out of the U.S. dollar, which mm-hmm. is about as fake money as you can get. Yeah. It hasn't been backed by anything for a hundred or so years. It hasn't been It was technically backed until Nixon closed the gold window in 1973 or something. Um, but even then, it was backed at a rate of I think forty seven cents uh, or forty seven dollars an ounce of gold, which was absurd. Right. And so they had they would sell it to foreign central banks, but they wouldn't sell it to humans. It was a privilege, not a right, to trade in gold. And it was an insane system. The the uh, I mean the Federal Reserve caused the Great Depression 15 years <laughs> after it was in, incepted. It yeah. is probably the most destructive single organization on Earth, and most people have no idea why. Yeah, and for our listeners that don't know, the U.S. dollar used to be a a receipt, if you will. It mm-hmm. was a piece of paper that you could bring into a bank, and on that paper it said, you know, redeemable for X amount of silver or X amount of gold or, or whatever the precious metal was. And you could just take that slip of paper and then they would hand you the equivalent of that amount of that precious metal when you would go in. And that, of course, you know, I, nobody listening to this radio show today uh, is old enough to you know have experienced that. But mm-hmm. uh, that that's how that's how this type of <clears throat> This type of currency came about. Well, the thing that impressed me, because I never really thought about gold or commodity money uh, until I, I one of the things that I that I read in economics is that in the whole in, in the Roman Empire, we're talking B.C. days. Right. One ounce. If you walked into a tailor shop with one ounce he would of gold, he would give you a, a fine toga, yep. a leather belt. And a nice pair of sandals. Yep. Today, if you walk into a uh, to a tailor shop, the men's with warehouse. the proceeds from selling one ounce of gold, which is about sixteen hundred dollars, right. he'll give you 
one suit, a leather belt, and a nice pair of shoes. Real nice pair and of shoes. I've gotten all of those things significantly cheaper than... So gold has increased in value over time. Right. Meanwhile... The dollar has lost 96% of its value uh, as measured against the price of gold since, 19, uh, since 1913 when the Federal Reserve was created. Yep. So those are opposite track records. And, you know? and the, the value of the U.S. dollar keeps going down because the Federal Reserve and Ooh. by proxy the United States government mm-hmm. uh, keep printing more money, thus inflating the supply that exists. Mm-hmm. And eventually that means that for you know every new dollar that they print and that they create out of thin air, both the Federal Reserve and the banking cartel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, floods the economy with more dollars mm-hmm. and makes each dollar worth less and less and less. So even those oh, folks and- that are able to save some dollars, mm-hmm. they don't realize the, their entire value. In fact, mm-hmm. if you sit on the dollars, they become worth less and less over time. And that's why they do it that way, because rich people and poor people have different priorities with their money. Poor mm-hmm. people open operate on a much shorter time frame. Okay, so for them, it's much better to put money in the bank and earn interest. People with a longer time frame can buy stock, right. but that's inconvenient, um, and 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 it costs money. There's fees, and you need you need permission from the government to invest in certain things. They they literally hold some privileged investment positions. You're only allowed to invest in these things if you're already rich. Startup right. companies are yeah. like that. So so they very carefully control who has access to this so-called free market, which is not a free market. It's anything but. Yep. Uh, completely agreed. And I do. I recommend to anybody listening to mm. if you can't, you know, if you can't get out of the dollar entirely, that's fine. You know, I understand some bills and you know that kind of thing require United States dollars. But uh, begin investigating checking out of the u.s dollar and checking into other things because mm-hmm. uh, it's only going to benefit you in the long run uh, you take the value that you create today and you put it into something that's going to retain that value and uh, you're going to be better off as the years go by there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. and uh, i guess i'm just going to slip in in the uh, end notes if you're a computer programmer or an expert on economics and you're interested in getting involved in a ground ground level cryptocurrency opportunity, get in touch with me offline. 855-450-FREE. We'll take your calls and your thoughts and more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Yes, it's Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition. The live radio call-in show where you could call in and talk about, well, whatever you want. It's called Free Talk Live for a reason. 
Our toll-free number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. And tonight, I am your host, the captain, and joining us tonight is... My name is Hillary Anderson. Hillary Anderson, and we'll tell you more about her in just a minute. And we also have... And this is Nobody, and welcome to the show. All right. Uh, so uh, if you could just bring that a little closer Sorry. to your face so that okay, sure. folks okay. can hear you. Yeah. You uh, can you... swing it out farther to yep. stay out of the shot if you want to. Yep. So uh, do you want to tell folks who you are, why you're here, Hillary? Well, I am a documentary maker, and I'm making a film for the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, about the about COVID-19 and mm-hmm. um, how America's oh. handling it. And I'm here in New Hampshire today to meet you guys, people who think the lockdown is a bad idea, yep. and yeah. find out why and try to try to understand yeah. it. Very cool. Well, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, have you been to New Hampshire before? I have. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, many times. Yeah. So, so you're familiar with the place. Anyway. I know about your license plate. <laughs> Live free or die. Yeah. <laughs> it says a lot about you. Indeed, death it is does. not the worst of evils. Uh, so, uh, we're going to go right to your calls and your thoughts. Right now, we have Gene, the Christian anarchist, on our Discord line. Uh, Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm calling in because I'm pretty depressed today, and I want to tell everybody why. And I'm sorry. I went to to Home Depot, and I went to Harbor Freight, two places that I like to go to to buy supplies and things. And Mm -hmm. both of them have shelves that are getting pretty empty, which is unusual. This is not a grocery store. And I got to thinking about where the economy is heading and the number of people who are going to be dead because of this economy. Um, Yes, so far, we've had 170K dead, supposedly, worldwide, Mm -hmm. 42K here in the USA. Most of these people are old people like me. Is it up to 42 now? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, it's well, now it's, exceeded the, the, okay, I have to stop saying it that the flu is worse because it's now exceeded by 2,000. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, we lose 80,000 people to the flu some right. years, so it's not quite but, there yet. But, and, and most of those people are old people like me. Yeah. Now, what I'm sad about is the world economy, I'm going to guess, you know, there's no way to know what this number is going to be, mm-hmm. but I'm going to guess there's going to be a million children dead before the year's out because of the downturns in their mm. respective economies. Now, mm. how many old people like me want to save their life at the expense of two or three little children? Right. Now let's, yeah, let's put the number. Got let's, time for that. Yeah. Let's put the question like that. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's saying whining and crying about old people dying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've lived my life. If I die, I die. So yeah, what? I'm 50 you know years what? old and I got a wife waiting for me. Let the children live and let this economy get rolling again. Yeah, this is absolute insanity. I'm, I'm with yeah. you on the economy bit. And in fact, uh, one of the articles yeah. I brought in, and we'll talk about it a little later in the show, mm-hmm. uh, has to do with uh, since the lockdowns have started, uh, the migrant workers to you know pick the upcoming harvest aren't able yeah. isn't to it ironic come and that they're both so. essential and illegal at the same time that's kind of amazing yeah. so can i ask and, a and question one of, sure, I, sure. I, yeah Speak i'm sorry up. i forgot Anything your name you uh, caller captain oh uh, the the caller is gene 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 mm. hi gene um this is hillary uh yeah i just w- w- so what's your view you said you went into home depot the hardware store and you were depressed. Well, it's the economy what, i'm what, depressed oh, are, because of the economy so oh, are, are you do you do you agree with the lockdown do you, do you oh, heck should? no. 
Uh, we have a doctor's office. We've currently had six patients test positive with coronavirus. Of those, all of them are doing fine. Nobody has been are hospitalized. What you, a physician's assistant or something? I know you work in a medical office. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm the... No, I'm the office uh, administrator. My wife okay. is the doctor. Oh, okay. And we have, four, we have four nurse practitioners. So we see on a good day, we would see up, up to 80 patients a day. But at this last month, we've been down to like 30, 20, 25, 30 patients mm-hmm. a day. It's been, t- you know, it's really hit us in the bottom line The amazing line well. pandemic where nobody's getting sick and begging for help. What? How strange is that? Well, and today, oil went negative. In the first time in history, oh wow, crude oil yep. is upside down. I didn't down. even you think that to, was possible as an economist. I would have said that you can't have happen. To, you have to pay people to to haul your crude oil away if you have an oil well right now. Well, what they're going to do is but, they're going to shut the little people down. They're going to shut the medium-sized people down. And the only way you'll be able to uh, get anything is to deal with monsters like Walmart and Amazon. Yep. So, so Gene, you just, know, just, think, just a question. I mean, what are you concerned at all about the fact that, you know, you're right next door to Massachusetts where there's 38,000 infections, that there were 478 people that died in New mm-hmm. York today of, of the coronavirus? Does, does, them, does that worry them, you? I mean, numbers, what if there was no lockdown? No, what would no it, be it like? doesn't. Put the numbers in perspective. How many millions of people live in this country? How many people are dying? Look at the numbers mm-hmm. in, a pers- in a percentage. And they're very, very small when you look at them that way i'm about to calculate it bro well it's not normal what's happening in new york is not normal it's not normal abnormal things happen all the time life is full of surprises it's not normal but okay all of these things that we've done probably saved x number of lives let's put a number on it let's just guess and say okay because we did this we saved fifty thousand lives let's say we saved a hundred thousand lives because of what we've done i think we're going to kill a million children so does that make it worthwhile to to why? save that why? many okay why are we what, oh, what a number are you children? using for deaths i've got my calculator out do you, do you mean because of the economy the economic problems or, or I'll what? Ask yes you, how many the worldwide have... economy how many deaths do you think there have been so far in the United States? Your best number. Don't have well, right I, now, I'm not going to give you an inaccurate figure. Okay. Can you give me an inaccurate figure? I'm, I'm just doing math on a radio show. Uh, Gene? 42K. 42,000? I'll use that. Okay. So, uh, Gene, can you, uh, you know, just sort of draw the lines, not only for our, our guests, but also the listeners. Uh, how do you see the economic impact playing out that results in children dying? I need glasses. Uh, number one, things are not. This is the thing that I that was shocking when I went to Home Depot and Harbor Freight. Things are not being put on the shelves. Okay, these are things. A lot of things that come out of China, manufactured out of China. Yep, they're not being put on the shelves because for two months nothing has been pre- produced in China. That two months of delay in getting product to the shelves is now hitting us. This is going. This is going to snowball. This is not something that's going to turn around in a week. But how is that going to lead to children dying? Because of economic depression, the the people like in Africa, people in China, people in Thailand that have lost their jobs, they've lost their business, now are barely putting food on the table. You think that that does not kill people? Okay, do you do you have a guess as like what percentage of Americans have died in this? 
I, I want to tell you before I do that. I, I don't have the numbers. Okay, no guess. Me, so okay, well, guess. the answer is um, if you divide uh, 42,000 by 320 million, mm-hmm. you get 0.00013125. Okay, so that to make that a percentage, you multiply it by 100. And you get it is zero point one percent of a percent. Okay, so basically that's one out of every ten thousand people. Not even one out of a hundred. So and for that we destroyed the world economy. If you compare that to the flu epidemic of nineteen eighteen, if you, I, I will bet that more people died in the smallpox epidemic that was going on while the founding fathers fought the revolution. Hey, Gene, we appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Your insight is always appreciated. Uh, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That is our toll-free number if you'd like to weigh in. What do you think? Is the tanking of the economy going to result in children dying? Give us your calls and your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. We'll have that and more coming up. Monday night edition of Free Talk Live, the live on-air call-in radio show where you can talk about, well, whatever you want to talk about. Even Uh, the joys of long division. Phones are open, and you know, just because we start on a topic or migrate Mm -hmm. to a topic doesn't mean that's what you have to talk about. You're welcome to call in about whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. You know, the things that numbers tell us about the world are fascinating. For Mm -hmm. example, people always complain about CEO pay, okay? Um, Right. If you look up what Walmart makes, um, I can't remember, I can't do the numbers off the top of my head, but I think it's something like 2.7, no, they've got 2.7 million employees, Mm. and they make something like 15, or or he makes something like $14 million a year. Mm. So if you divide it up his entire payment between his entire staff, they'd each get $10 more a year. But oh, then there you, would be nobody right. to run the company because he's not going to work for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I talked a, a bit on Saturday about how I don't understand where people get the idea that profit equals bad. because It's because they learned from s- s- commie school teachers who worked for the government. <laughs> but I mean, I, I know just from being an individual and having been on the planet Earth for, you know, going to be 48 years in, in a minute. um that profit is the natural outcome of a mutually beneficial exchange. Exactly. For both parties. Profit is the difference in value between what you created and what you destroyed in the process of creating it. That's all profit is. Everybody is seeking to make profit. If I take flour and make bread, it's because in my subjective value scale, bread is more valuable than than flour right now. I won't do it if I need to flour for something else next week. Right. And value isn't just a human construct. 
No. Uh, it may Animals be. Animals need value, need a value system to survive. Yeah. I mean, you know, currency may be relegated to primates, but currency does exist in primates. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'll see oftentimes uh, there's documentary films about, you know, gorillas and orangutans and other primates mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. And they will actually use things like stones to mm-hmm. exchange value with or communicate value to yeah. each other. Of course, the first thing they start doing is prostituting. Uh, that's exactly what happens. Which so. is fine with me. You know, as a widower, you know, the world needs more prostitutes. <laughs> I can't really argue that one with you, nobody. Uh, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. Uh, we have Larry calling from Indianapolis. He's listening on, uh, looks like, ANPH, is that right? On the phone, but anyway. Oh, you're on the phone. Oh, yeah, of course uh, I it is. I agree with that last point you made. It, it, this, let me explain how this uh, charade is going to murder a whole generation of our children. Okay. Here's what they've done. They've interrupted the uh, school process in all the states, right? Yep. Okay, I think that's a good thing. Okay, but no, you can't say that because that represents stability to so many children who are used to having that stable influence, used to going there, interacting, and maybe learning a little something and getting them out of their homes. I was out on a service call today, right? Well, you know, I came across a community that was uh, these families, uh, mm-hmm. these black families were staying in a row of abandoned houses, right? Mm-hmm. The kids were running around. Maybe the parents had a job before this hit, but now their kids are stuck at home, and all they're offering is is you can get mm-hmm. a computer and, uh, and, and listen in and learn your lessons over the computer. Right. So what that's doing mm-hmm. is, is that's destroying the kids because they're going to sit around the house. The older ones are going to watch porn all day, and uh, because they're going to leave that on, should learn they're to going code. To have it. Okay, what, what, how's that now? Learn to code. Get on the get yeah, on but, the internet but, and learn to code. I'm yeah. going to be on no, the internet but, teaching it starting tomorrow. No, they're going to learn nothing but porn and whatever well, if else. They, if they're uh, incapable of learning anything but porn, they should get yeah, out of the they should get out of the gene pool. So, um, well, if they're, they're if they, are, but many of them are capable of a lot of things. But the thing is, as long as people wait for the government to help them, they are going to have a long, disappointing wait, which is probably going to end in getting shot by the government they trusted. So hang on a minute, yeah, nobody. Larry, you, can you you know fast forward I, to the I, part where I, it I, results I, in children dying? Because I want you to get to that here's point. Here's how they die. Here in Indianapolis right now, we have the Children's Bureau, right? Yeah. I went down there the other day. It's like a big gymnasium with kids standing all around because the foster care system is not working right now. These teenagers yeah. and kids are being displaced, sent to the street. They're downtown prostituting. They're doing everything they see in the pornography uh, skits, and that's what they want them to do. So, well, I'll tell you uh, what. Instead of prostituting, instead of prostituting, they should make pornography because that's legal. Just film it. And and give there the guy go. the film, and, and then it's perfectly for, legal. And they'll put them in jail for that. But no, they can't guys, put them in jail for that. First Amendment. Oh, yeah. if they're teenagers, they can. Yeah, you're taking a viewpoint that uh, you can do without a government, which we are the government. 
and you we can't are, get away with okay, it. You we're not, get away. We're not the government. The government is a gang of thieves who robs us blind. And let All me tell you what Nietzsche said about that. Uh, Friedrich that Nietzsche, Nietzsche said Nietzsche government is, is the coldest of... He's a German philosopher, a cocaine addict. So... So listen, mm. I know all about the, Nietzsche and which all Which does not people. mean he was wrong. There were nothing but opium addicts and cocaine addicts. You can be crazy were. and wrong at the same time. I ought to know. Yes, or you can be I'm crazy and right. I'm talking about in the here now. All right. In the here now, you can't overlook the fact that our kids have had their, their mm. stability interrupted. Their parents have had their stability mm. interrupted. And what is happening is, most of the people who are in charge are doing nothing uh, but uh, trying well, to benefit Why are you surprised? The, gov- the government is exclusively populated with psychotic monsters. Of course they're not helping anybody. They drop bombs on... Look it up. They drop bombs on villages full of children on a regular basis, and they admit it, and we still let them do these things. That... Well, just, uh, the uh, government well, is the coldest of all cold monsters. Coldly it lies, and this lie drops from last, its lips. I, government, hey, and the people. Everything hey, that government night. says is a lie, and everything that they have is stolen. And if you're waiting for for them to come and help you, you're going to be waiting a long time. All right, go ahead, Larry. Okay. Final word. Last thing. Uh, now, when I heard some person talk like that, it's just an excuse. Because you're living here in America, you're benefiting off of America, your parents done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say that you can do anything to change the system. You're just living oh, in this I, system. I actually do know you, how that, to change that, the system. That, you're, that you are, are, are now just, uh, you're, you're disowning. And you stay here and you're benefiting off the it. infrastructure. You're benefiting yeah. off the airways that's going Did on. Did you know that the, the government is at war government. with me? We are the government. We <laughs> no, well, you're at war with me. I want you to end the we war are. against me right now. Yes, we we are the government. All right. Well, he's not making like, war on me. He's, he's not thinking. He's just saying we, we are, are the government over yeah. and over again. I realize that Thanks your public call, school s- teachers told you that. They indoctrinated you because they wanted to make you a slave. I haven't been able to say this in quite some time on the air, but... Uh, you know, trying to infiltrate the system and change it from the inside is akin to joining the mafia and trying to turn it into a charity organization. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. you learned from the system will help you overthrow it, except That's how bad true. it is. Right. And also, you know, the argument that, oh, well, you're benefiting from the system just by existing on, you know, this plot of land is bogus because I never consented to any of it. That's right. You know what I'd benefit from? Somebody throwing a million and a half dollars at at me because I spent a year and a half in jail when I shouldn't have. Yeah, I I could see that. Uh, I'd benefit from that a lot more than I'd benefit from having a government. Or if somebody just didn't do it again. Right. Well, uh, you know, it's been an interesting few weeks. And, and you know, to back to the point of what's going to happen and how do people die. Well, uh, this article that I brought in about uh, by the time we notice we're hungry, it may be too late, uh, points to a potential oncoming food shortage that may occur as a result of everything being shut down mm-hmm. as the government claims for the crisis of the coronavirus. And if and well you think about that think that farmers are also destroying food at the same time because the government won't let them sell it. Yeah, and and that is a horrible juxtaposition that classically illustrates the idiocy of government.
where you've got uh, you know a shortage on one hand and a surplus on the other hand, and you know you can't fix it. You're getting it from both what, ends. That's what the economy does, but the government doesn't know that. Well, I I don't know if they don't know, but it's certainly a, a time of turmoil. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. Yes, this is Free Talk Live. We're going into our number two. Our number two of the live Monday night version. Uh, and I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Earlier, I was joined by uh, Hillary, who's part of a documentary crew that we were uh, privileged to be a part of. And then uh, nobody was here, and he has gone off to do a very important project. And so uh, I've replaced both of them with a reasonable facsimile, and you are? Hey, I'm Ian. Oh, it's it's Ian, Ian Freeman, the founder yeah. of Free Talk Live. So. Here I am again. So he's here joining us for the second hour, and our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Uh, I, was, I was late because the uh, Indian food place was running behind. It wasn't like they were loaded with orders, yeah. but it seems like they're cooking everything to order now. Uh, and so it took a lot longer than than was expected. Yeah, well, you things know. are taking longer now. Yeah, than, man, to get a, food and such. A man's got to eat. And what a perfect segue into this article that I brought in from uh, the GarrisonCenter dot org. Uh, this the Garrison the Garrison Center is for libertarian advocacy journalism. And this oh, is, this, we kind of do that. Yeah. Not really journalism, though. I mean, you can't really be a journalist. And be an advocate at the same time. I mean, so I'm going to question the veracity of sure. of this organization claiming to be advocates and journalists. I mean, that's sort of the new way, right, where CNN has a viewpoint, MSNBC has a viewpoint, right. Fox News has a viewpoint. But the classic definition of a journalist is to is, not have one. Correct. Yeah. Is to just come to a story and try to present both or all sides of whatever the thing is. And so, let the viewer decide and form their own opinions. Right. So I don't claim to be a journalist, but, uh, you know, we, we talk about news. Yes. Well, and this is an opinion piece, so it's written right. by uh, Thomas L. Knapp. I'm not familiar with this Tom Knapp, website. Tom Knapp, great libertarian. Or, or Tom Knapp, but... Uh, yeah, good libertarian, good principled be. libertarian. He's, uh, I don't think he's doing his show currently, but he did have uh, the Napster podcast for Oh, a while. okay. Okay, I, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, so he wrote this piece, and it goes, as the top 
U.S. watermelon producing state prepares for harvest, Reuters reports. Many of the workers needed to collect the crop are stuck in Mexico. Uh oh. Without the workers, crops could rot in the fields throughout the country, starting in Florida and California, where major harvests begin in April and May. So we're we're right into that time right now. As you can probably guess, the problem stems from the COVID nineteen panic. The U.S. State Department has halted routine visa applications, and consulates are limiting both staff members and staff contact with the applicants. That's making it incredibly difficult for the quarter million migrant workers who normally pick America's crops to get here and get to work. Most Americans aren't hungry, at least not yet, Mm -hmm. he goes on. But unless something changes, we're going to start getting hungry in a couple of months, according to his estimations. I guess I should go buy some more canned food or something like that. This isn't sounding good. You know, now, the good news is there are finally going to be Americans who need a job real, real bad. So it's possible that you will finally see Americans taking these jobs that they honestly that did they not never want. wanted before. They've never yeah. wanted before. And that's because we've had a pretty easy life of bread and circuses. Are they going to be any good at it, though? Easy Folks who've never, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say it's completely without skill, but it's picking fruit. Yeah. You know, I understand the, if it, being the, good at it is not so much about like skill as it is being able to sustain the long shifts and the the sunlight and the, the physical constant labor sunlight of it, and, right? Yeah, right. So, That's going to be the hard part for him. So the author goes on. Uh, he says uh, by then it, it it will be too late. Planting cycles don't turn on a yeah. dime for our convenience, and ripe crops don't yep. wait. They get picked when it's their time, and or they go to waste. We get the food while the getting's good, or we don't get it at all. There's a non-trivial chance that Americans are rushing headlong into a horror we haven't seen since the Civil War. Mass starvation, or at least malnutrition on a scale we haven't suffered since the Great Depression. And, I mean, that is a definite possible outcome if the economy remains as shut down as it is. Uh, you know, I, I'm a hefty dude. I like eating. Food has been a fantastic part of my life. And, uh, you know, if I've been wealthy in one way, it's that uh, I haven't been hungry very often. I, I did grow up kind of poor. You know, I got exposed to government cheese early on. And, you know, I was drinking powdered milk and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, food wasn't always easy to come by uh, growing up as a kid. But as I grew into my own person, I've been blessed and I've, you know, been or you know, I've had plenty to eat for all of my life. Yeah. I've made that a point of my life to make sure that I'm in a position where I'm not starving. But now I can't ignore the possibility that uh, we all might be facing some food shortages. Yeah, it's, it sounds really bad. And it's something that's really out of our hands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the author continues, we can't avoid that outcome with stimulus checks in our mailboxes. Nope. All the money in the world won't buy you a cantaloupe if there aren't any cantaloupes to buy. We can't hold it off with corporate bailouts either. It's not money that big agriculture is lacking for it's permission for its workers to come pick the crops ah so stupid if we want to keep eating our politicians are going to have to knock off this shutdown nonsense and let people get back to work yes even if that means covid19 remains a problem or becomes a bigger problem yeah and i can't agree more with this author we gotta eat (laughs) right we gotta eat how many people are gonna have to die from starvation before the people finally realize, oh my God, what have we done? Yeah, and 
you know, if you're paying attention to the grocery stores where you shop, I mean, even here in little Keene, New Hampshire, we've got the plexiglass, we've got the social distancing, we've it's got so uh, roughly 80% of the people wearing gloves and masks when they go shopping at the grocery store. I'm going to start making comments about it when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one today, and she didn't really like bat it back at me. Of course, most people aren't going to. They don't want to get in a fight with, right. uh, with their customers. So I'm just going to drop comments like, oh, this plexiglass stuff is ridiculous or whatever just to kind of throw it out there so other customers uh can hear it because i understand that like polls show that we're in the minority if i can say that you and i are yes. of a similar mindset here uh that we're in the minority i've got some prep i don't, don't have it pulled up yet but there's been a new hampshire survey uh looking at how people are assessing this and what they think about it and you know demographic divisions and such right and we may be in the minority on this, but that doesn't mean that we should just keep our mouths shut. Oh, no. It probably and, means the opposite. Yeah. And, like, go along to get along. And yeah. it's frustrating, too, because on one hand, you know, private property is important. And these private property owners can set whatever rules they want to. But is it a hard and fast rule that there's now one-way arrows in the the grocery stores, like one-way yeah. aisles? I made a point to go the other way. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, you know... Are these hard and fast rules, were they put into place because the government mandated it? Were they put into place because these stores are afraid of what their customers will think and they want the customers to feel safe, that it's this stupid security blanket that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever? Is it going to be to the point – now, I haven't been in like a week to Mm -hmm. to a grocery store, so I haven't seen these one-way signs yet. Is it to the point where – People will wait behind you for you to move forward in the aisle, or will people still pass one another in these one-way aisles? I, I passed a few people. I had some people pass mm, me as okay. I was, you know, looking at, you know, whatever I was looking at—a canned good or whatever. But I wanted to mention that you know everybody's quick to focus on on the toilet paper, right? Oh my gosh, we're out of toilet paper. Oh, the toilet paper shipments in, and, it, and yeah, it's still mostly out from what I've seen, and, and that's important. But I've also noticed. Uh, a lot of other items sort of declining in population on the shelves now mm-hmm. uh i uh, soap. i had a yeah soap for one of them hand uh, soap specifically hand, yes uh well and bar soap too i know have you seen that, that too yeah wow. uh, okay. i had to go to a different store to get the kind that i like yeah because i didn't have what what i wanted at the at the store that i went to so um but also canned goods right and i think you know the potential the possibility of food shortage isn't just relegated to this article that uh-huh. i'm reading from here tonight i think other people particularly those who maybe they've got some experience in agriculture or something like that who know you know a little more in depth or personally what's going on with like farmers and crops and all that kind of thing um you know the the canned goods are going to be the first that people hoard in my opinion particularly if anything long term is coming our way yeah. so it's going to get very, very interesting, but I'm, I'm more in a not so fun way. Yeah, I'm, I'm also concerned about seeing these other products sort of, you know, becoming less frequent on the store shelves. Uh, it's not a very good indicator. Uh, the supply chains have obviously slowed down. Yeah. You know, things aren't getting replenished as quickly. And if we can't get the crops picked, and then you know, furthermore, the the crops, uh, you know, put through their process. Uh, you know, we could be in for a bad time. 855 453. This is Free Talk Live.
You know, this is Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That is 855-450-3733. It's the live Monday night edition. We're into the second hour tonight. And with you in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Because now with AnyPay, you earn a passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and then tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com. And one of our listeners in the Twitch chat room uh, brought up an excellent point because we were talking about uh, the possibility of, because of the COVID lockdown, the migrant workers not being able to get in fast enough to pick the crops and, you know, therefore contribute to a food shortage. And, uh, Ian, you brought up a good point. You said, well, with so many people out of work, and we know that there's over 22 million people who have filed for unemployment uh, just right. in the last six weeks, uh, you know, that perhaps there will be some available labor to pick up that slack. There's definitely available labor. The question is how many of them will be motivated to actually do it, because if they're getting a sweet unemployment check, they probably won't be. However, Bingo. a bunch of people aren't getting those checks. They're just not coming through. The systems are clogged and the government sucks. So, yeah, they promised you a bunch of money if you went unemployed, but yep. if they don't get it to you, it's not like you can sue them. And that was the point that the uh, person in the Twitch chat room made. Who wants a job if the government's giving you 2K? Mm. I can't really argue with the logic there, and I thought it was a good point. Um, I just want to finish off this article right quick because there's just a couple more points. Uh, He says, uh, yes, even if that means COVID-19 remains a problem or becomes a bigger problem, uh, we still need to knock off the shutdown nonsense. The varying probabilities of catching the disease and the varying probabilities of dying from it pale next to the absolute indubitable 100 percent certainty that if we do not eat we will die it's true politicians can't just shut down major parts of an economy at will start them back up and expect things to go well they can't throttle the food supply chain without consequences and he repeats we gotta eat which means we're going to have to insist that the politicians hang their Mussolini costumes back up in the closet and magnanimously permit us to get back to our lives. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting article, but the viewpoint of we need to wait until the politicians do a thing, that's the wrong viewpoint. I agree. It's the viewpoint that has gotten us into this situation in the first place. The problem is these people think they're, you know, they believe themselves to be good so-called law-abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. And so when the government says jump, they say how high, all the while grumbling about how this annoying government's out there telling them of all these things that they have to do, uh, demanding of them, and then taxing them mm-hmm. for it. And, you know, now there's it manifests in this article from what was the center? Some the sort of garrison center. This is libertarian for journalism. For libertarian thing. advocacy journalism. Right. They're advocating, begging, and waiting for permission to go back to business. No, here's what a free person does, is you go open your doors. Right. And you put out on uh, social media that, hey, we're back open. And if you're willing to take the risk yeah. and come be our customer, we will serve you. Yes. And then 
you know what? See what happens. Because I'm sorry, if you're going to lose your business anyway to yeah. these insane meddling politicians and their bureaucrats, yeah. then what have you got to lose? Yeah, I, I'm. I agree with you 100. percent I've been saying all along that you don't need permission to do any of this stuff. If you're a small business owner and you're suffering, open your freaking doors. Because if you don't. You're going to lose. Let them put everything. you under. I mean, what else? What else is going to happen? You're going to go under anyway. Yep. You're either going to just be bled dry and then die, or you're going to die sooner. You know? Indeed. You're going to shut it down because you can see the writing on the wall, like so many businesses have. And just the amount of, hmm, I guess, the lack of rebellion against any of this that's the most disappointing depress uh, depressing part of all this saturday was a bright spot it was and it felt nice it was good to be there but you know it's a bright spot in a real dark sky it 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 certainly is it was nice to see a crowd it was nice to hear some of the thoughts of the folks who have lost their businesses or already. Yeah. Uh, we heard from, you know, folks of all different ilks, right? Mm-hmm. We heard from some libertarian anarchist types. We heard mm-hmm. from some teachers. We heard, you know, from some business people and uh, they all shared the sentiments that, that we're sharing with you all here tonight, as far as, you know, how damaging is this lockdown to small businesses and to the economy in general? And what is the backlash going to look like? The longer this goes on, the worse it's going to yeah, get. Yeah, it's got to be more than just hefting signs out in front of political offices. It's going to have to be more than that. That doesn't going to get anybody fed. That's not going to get any, you know, products or services to the marketplace. Yep. Uh, it's just whining. And let, I, I'm not against what that what happened. I just want to be clear. I'm like, I'm a protester. Right. I'm, I'm with you. But it's just begging, ultimately. You've got to go out and take the next step. Yeah. If you don't uh, put it into action, then all of your protesting really is meaningless. But part of the problem here, Captain, is the other people, right? So there mm-hmm. were 400 people on Saturday in Concord. We were there for it. It was amazing. Lots of support, lots of horn honkings and wavings and, you know, people with signs and really creative stuff. And it was a good, good crowd. Yep. Uh, but, and you can't really believe the polls necessarily, so we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But there is a poll. Okay. That's been done, and we're going to focus on just New Hampshire. This is where we live, just interestingly looking at this one place. New Hampshire is special, okay? I don't want to make it seem like, oh, all you guys only talk about New Hampshire. Well, we don't. We talk about plenty of things here. We do. But New Hampshire is special because of all the places that have had these protests, from what I've seen so far, we had more people. We had more people than Austin, Texas did Wow. in New Hampshire. We had – which – Austin, Texas itself has about the popular metro area has yeah. about the population of all of New Hampshire. Yeah, that's a fact. And uh, and so Texas is of course huge. So anyway, the, New Hampshire is unique in that there is this live for your die mentality that does live amongst a lot of the people here. Yeah. Unfortunately, a new survey from UNH and Dartmouth College shows widespread economic impacts of the coronavirus pandemic in New Hampshire, but also widespread agreement that social distancing is more important than restarting the economy. Oh, my God. I'm so, sorry, no, it's not. Results from the sh- uh, survey show one-third of working New Hampshire residents say they have either lost their job or had their hours cut as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. That's a full third of New Hampshire workers. Wow. When asked the question, which of the following is more important when considering how long states should ask, ask, <laughs> they're not asking, <laughs> no, they're or not. require people to stay home? 
according to the results, 43% of them said 10 out of, so 0 to 10 was the mm-hmm. range. So if you said 10, then you meant maintaining social distancing practices was the most important and nothing else, you know, with starting the economy matters. So to the maximum of social distancing, 43% of respondents said to the maximum, screw the economy, social distancing is the most oh important. 5% gave a 9, 7% an 8, 10% a 7. So you add 10%, 53, 65% there. 7 and up on that question. How, Im- how important do you think it is to restart the economy? Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. We'll have your calls and thoughts coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition, the talk radio show where you can call in and take control and talk about, well, whatever you want. It's called Free Talk Live. Uh, We have uh, some more things that uh, I brought in for show prep that I've teased about a little bit. Uh, One of them is a Michigan judge authorizes arresting people on suspicion of having COVID-19. The illness, just if they suspect you. And uh, we can talk about that in a little bit more. But I wanted to tell you about Divi. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org, D-I-V-I project dot org. Uh, and... We've got a caller on hold, so let's go to him right away. We've got Jason calling from Meadville, Pennsylvania, listening to freetalklive.com. Jason, what's on your mind? Hey, folks. Uh, I uh, wanted to point out that this morning I was listening to the radio and I heard the latest edict from the uh, glorious Governor Wolf. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, uh, now we are supposed to wear masks. If If you work with the public in a business, you are required to wear a face mask. And if you enter the business and that business has a sign posted out front that they want you to wear a mask, you are to wear one. If you violate that, it's a criminal charge. You, you Well, <laughs> you will lose shopping privileges for the day. Mm, that's a temporary <laughs> trespass order is what that is. Wow. Is that what that is? Here's the thing, though. It's, 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 they're treating us like we're four-year-olds. 
Oh yeah, That's yeah. I tell four year olds. Uh, and you it's know, the, ridiculous. The government's been a miserable failure on this, as far as the way they're treating the public and treating us like we're children. Uh, well, now, that's it, what people seem to want. I mean, I'm with you. I'm on your side on this. I believe that people should be free to make choices, mm-hmm. and that's what I want. And there are there is a group of people that wants that. But unfortunately, it, at least according to this poll, their claim it's only about 10% that wants that, uh, that, that actually mm-hmm. want to restart the economy and get people back out there and working again. Uh, but unfortunately, most people just seem to love being told what to do. So, you know, from that perspective, you get the government that you deserve. Sadly, we don't deserve this. But if that's what the supermajority of people want, if they want to be told what to do, treated like children, well, the government's going to treat them like children. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, that, they just, they, yeah, they treat us like children. Uh, and, and that is, I mean, they can't enforce it. They aren't, by the way, the, federal, the uh, state government isn't enforcing any anything. Now, which state, state? I'm sorry, from which state are you uh, calling? Pennsylvania. Okay. Pennsylvania. That's good to know because yeah, they're, they're in some places enforcing. they are. Uh, in uh, I've got a story here. Yeah. Rathdrum, Ohio, or excuse me, Idaho, the police department has issued a citation to a homeowner who has violated this so-called stay-at-home order multiple times by holding a yard sale. <laughs> okay? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. This is, well, I agree this, with you guys that we do need to get back to business. Um, now, you know, I really do think that we have to just do it smart. And, the, the you know, that's going to probably require, I mean, I, I know you're probably going to dislike this, but we we do need to wear masks. I mean, that's just, that's been proven over and over again. Has it? I, I mean, I, so. I, I haven't seen anything that I'm proves. not joining this crazy medical authoritarian state. Well, not going to do it. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. I can support the idea, and I'll and I'll just throw it out there at you. It's very simple. When you speak, you if you if you have the virus, you'll shed the particles all over the place. This is a simple. So stay home. If you don't want to catch the virus, you stay home, and you'll well, be no, safe. No, no, you're doing this for everybody. Here's the thing: How is everybody supposed to go out and function? Well, um, if you're worried about it, just stay home, man. Measures? See, this is the problem, is people are buying this, but they didn't ask for this during the flu. They didn't ask for this, you know, which, of course, the flu comes every single year and it kills tens of thousands of people. And people don't freak out about that, but they're freaking out about this. And if you want to live in a world like that, it's coming. So, you know, people are going to be forced to wear masks. They're going to be forced to. uh, We just saw plans the other night about, I forget which, it was Texas, one Mm -hmm. of the the states that's supposedly reopening. Well, now they're not even going to let you in the, the store. Uh, if it's not a grocery store, if it's a non-essential business, they're going to be allowed to reopen, but they won't let customers into shop. They'll bring out your orders. So somehow you got to know what they have. Yep. Uh, they'll bring out your orders to the cars, and then every time they come back in, they got to wash their hands. And there's just going to be all these you know, ridiculous mandates put down on these businesses by the government. Now, if what you're saying is that this is what people want, well, then, even, then we don't need the government to tell people these things. And business owners will put in these, in my opinion, ridiculous, yeah. overreacting measures. And there's nothing I can do about that because I don't run Walmart. If that's what they want to do, then that's that's fine. If I can, I will take my business to any store that does not require this ridiculous crap, that does not require people to have a, a dress code in order to walk through the front door. Not yeah, going to do it. I don't see what's wrong with allowing businesses and people to make their own decisions individually. I, I see nothing wrong with that. Well, the businesses, the businesses are making their own decisions here uh, to require this, too. Are they, I mean, though? On their own. Yeah, the, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yes, I've seen I've seen several that were doing 
things that were not required by the government for the last several weeks yep. around here. It's uh, unfortunate. It's really sad. And, People are buying this and, thing uh, hook, line, and sinker. I'm sorry. Go ahead, well, Jason. Uh, yeah. I, I hope you're. I hope you're right. But, How many people uh, do you know that have COVID nineteen and have died from it? How many people? How many people do you know that have COVID nineteen and have been hospitalized by it? Uh, I I know zero. Okay, I've heard plenty of stories of people. Well, uh, there's lots of stories are, online too. I mean, you could probably find stories yeah, about thought, people yeah, dying from the I flu. Yeah, well, how about if the news media think about this, dude, if the if the news media was reporting on every single case of the flu that hospitalized somebody, people would freak out about that, too. And this is a different animal. I'm sure it's very different. But the reality of it is, is people are going to die. Okay. And I, you know, I think yeah, nobody made this point it, yeah. earlier today uh, at the at the rally was it's part of nature that people die. It is that that the the herd is culled. I'm not advocating it. I'm just accepting mm-hmm. it. Okay, it's something that happens. I agree with you. And there. to destroy freedom, to destroy the economy over this stuff, it's absolutely a ridiculous response. And if you want to go walk around wearing a mask, you do that. I don't wear a mask unless I'm around other people okay. and I'm, I'm threatening them. You know, that's it. I Whatever mean, floats your boat. Just don't tell me what to do. All right. Hey, thanks for the call I'm tonight, Jason. We, we appreciate it. Uh, I, you know, uh, He's freedom. not telling me, but the society is going to be, and I, that is not cool. Yeah. Uh, you don't lose your rights just because there's an illness. I mean, obviously, you didn't we, have them we, to begin with. Well, apparently not. If they can just be whisked away nope. by government mandates to, you know, that are monkey see, monkey do. So the politicians can feel like they're doing something important. You know, uh, you human rights do not disappear just because there is some sort of an illness. I don't care if it's the plague. I don't care if it's the common cold. Y- your human rights should never go away. They are inalienable. But if it can just save one life, Captain, shouldn't your rights be attenuated just a little bit? No, they should not. But it could save a life. You don't care about life. Oh, I care plenty about life. You know you know what makes life, you know what improves your life? Having a strong immune system. Mm. How do you get a strong immune system? By exposing yourself to a whole bunch of crap. You know what improves my life? Being free to make choices. Exactly. That improves my life. I don't care. I'm not interested in sitting around sucking air in a padded cell. Just not interested in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And that's what they're making this whole society. It's an open-air prison. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Do you feel like you are in a free-range prison? Uh, give us a call. Tell us your thoughts. We're here. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Welcome to the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio show and internet show that you can call in and talk about whatever you'd like. Take control of the airwaves. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. 
You can also join us in our Discord at discord.lrn.fm, where if you jump into one of the on-air call-in lines to uh, phone us, you can sound pretty darn good, almost as if you're sitting here in the studio with us. And uh, with you tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And I wanted to tell you that Intercoin is the next step in the evolution of money. Just as the Internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency to circulate among their local population. Intercoin enables fintech innovation on the local community level, leading to stronger communities, greater sustainability, less poverty, and more productivity. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that it's important here on Free Talk Live, so important, in fact, that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. So... It's been an interesting, well, several weeks, really. I, we were lamenting during the break that it's amazing to me, and I'm completely flabbergasted at how upside down the world has become since right around the 13th of, of this month. Uh, that's the day I'm marking anyway uh, when I noticed. Uh, and it's turned on its head, and it was just so easy to do. It happened overnight, and I feel like the world has gone mad. I don't it's know mad. You. It really is. Uh, it's it's flabbergasting to me. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and your thoughts. We've got Kevin calling in from Savannah, Georgia. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. How are y'all doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I want to say a happy birthday to someone special who isn't around anymore. We don't really do uh, shout-outs, and I, I have a feeling I know Adolf what's coming. Hitler. Yeah, Adolf I knew that Hitler. was coming. You don't have to dump him on that. He's just Hitler. an idiot. Hitler. Yeah, but he you should probably drop the call because he doesn't have anything actually interesting to say. Yeah, all right. Goodbye. People like that don't actually have anything interesting to say. That's why they just scream the same things over and over again. Yep. Uh, a coherent sentence Yeah, would get be a nice, viewpoint. You know, or, or an opinion on something. Right. Uh, that would be great. So uh, in the news, I have this article from LifeSiteNews.com. Uh, again, I'm not familiar with this article or I'm sorry, this website at all. But the article headline is Michigan judge authorizes arresting people on suspicion of COVID-19 illness. Alrighty. Can you imagine? Why not? They've getting... already banned buying vegetables or uh, planting your own vegetables. Uh, you, you look like you might have a fever. You're under arrest. Can you imagine that? Well, they're going to start taking your temperature, apparently, at certain places. The California governor says that uh, restaurants may be required to take their customers' temperature when they walk into the door. Or walk through the door. Don't walk into the door. It's a bad plan. Yeah. In one county, anyone deemed a, quote, carrier and health threat, unquote, can be detained by police and taken to an involuntary isolation Isolation facility. facility. Sounds lovely. I'm here to check in for my weekend, Jeeves, at the, uh, uh, the International Isolation Facility. Yeah. Uh, Involuntary. I mean... Could we get any more police state than involuntary detention? 
Yeah, I mean, the police state, see, this is the thing. The police state was already there. Yes. Right? So, like, we've talked about it for years on Free Talk Live that, that you know, what would you define a police state as? We kind of ask our listeners, hey, if you don't think this is a police state, like having internal checkpoints, as right. the United States has done now for two decades, most yep. of two decades, uh, if you don't think that that is a police state and the constant police raids on nonviolent, peaceful people and innocent, peaceful people being killed uh, by the police. If that's not enough evidence of a police state for you, well, then what is? And it's hard to get people to answer that question because maybe they'll start thinking about it. But now it's not just a police state. It's an authoritarian medical police state, which is just which just takes it to a completely new level. You want to talk about police? I got that. I got stories about the police too. Detroit has issued, according to uh, Zero Hedge, 736 citations, shutting down dozens of parties during the lockdown. They're ringing the cash register over there. I don't know how they expect anyone to pay the citations. Well, so much for the Beastie Boys fighting for our right to party, right? Jeez, man, that's well. And this article is from Kent County, Michigan. So Michigan has uh, already become a national lightning rod for the extent. Uh, of its COVID-19 response measures. And now a judge has empowered police in one county to go even further by detaining people for simple suspicion that they've come down with the virus. Hey, hey, if you don't have the virus, but they think that you do, guess what they're going to do? They're going to take you to a facility full of other people that they think have the virus. Yeah. You know, if you were worried about getting the virus, well, the government might just put you in a circumstance where you're much more likely to receive it. And that's just frightening on so many mm-hmm. level, levels. And then what? Then what do you do? If you you get put in this facility, this lockdown, uh, mm. whatever they called it, this facility, yeah. and uh, you're with other people, because they probably aren't going to have individual rooms if they're really using this thing, right? right like, right. you know, you're going to be in with other people. So if you catch the COVID-19 and you end up in the hospital, well, they're not going to pay you for your suffering. You're not going to be able to sue the government as a result of the fact that you could, you know, could, could that you brought got brought down with this uh, disease and or this virus and had difficulty, they're not going right. to compensate you for that. No, of course not. And nor are they going to pay for your medical bills or anything no. like that. No, because they'll release you at, at some point. And like, oh, good luck. So uh, this article goes on, first highlighted by radio host Steve Gruber. Uh, Kent County Chief Circuit Judge Mark True Sox April 6th order declares that any citizen deemed to be a carrier and health threat can be involuntarily detained by a peace officer transported to and detained in an involuntary isolation facility selected by health officer, the health officer for observation, testing and or treatment. Did, did I just read that you're going to be put into an involuntary isolation facility yeah. for Involuntary observation, involuntary testing, and involuntary treatment. Well, anything to save one life. I mean, if we've got to uh, imprison half the population and completely destroy their lives, as long as somebody else who's 85 and already has a heart condition continues to suck air for another three weeks, well, that's all worth it. The individual... That's what they would have you believe, and apparently people just believe that. Uh, I, I am really... Uh, I thought that people were dumb you know, generally speaking, right? I've had to deal with the general public. I don't like calling people dumb. I I would rather say they're ignorant, but they are just so ignorant, and it's so sad. But it's so so hook, line, and sinker with this, right? If it were any other reason besides this, 
I don't think the you know the the general population would be so buying what the politicians are selling. It's because I hope you're right. I I, don't know. I, I I'd like to think that I. I mean, people bought it no hook, evidence. line, and sinker after nine eleven. That's true. That's so, true. So I mean, this th- to me, this has a very similar feel to it as far as that major oh, yeah. authoritarian power grab. Yep. Uh, but it's gone even farther. I got that sinking feeling in my gut. As Here it's soon global. As, yeah. After 9-11, yeah, I mean, they put in some controls here and there. There was, like, the Spain bombings and the London bombings. So, like, they definitely – it did happen globally to some extent, but not in the way it is right now. Not in the, yeah. the incredibly uh, increased clip, simultaneous introductions of very similar global policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not limited. There, there's no difference between really any of the states. I mean, some are saying, uh, oh, well, you know, it's a voluntary lockdown. What is that? Not in the United <laughs> States. You know, uh so anyway, uh, this uh, from this town uh, in Kent County, Michigan. Some states aren't going insane with enforcement. New Hampshire appears to be one of those places. Right. However, I have not also seen many people challenging the ban. So yeah. we don't know what would happen if a business owner in New Hampshire reopened. That is a fact. Uh, so in this county in Michigan, the individual could be held for at least three days to confirm he or she is quote, without a fever of 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit for at least 72 consecutive hours without use of fever-reducing medication and or is otherwise non-symptomatic and meets the CDC criteria for release from isolation. So Welcome CD- to your camp, your FEMA camp. Yeah, that's exactly what this sounds like. No joke. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist in you know the traditional sense, yeah. but FEMA really is giving money to local governments and to put people in lockdown like this. Quarantine. That is an accurate statement. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Give us your calls and your thoughts. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live. Yes, it's Free Talk Live. On the mouth guitar, Captain Kickass. <laughs> Indeed it is. And joining me in the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. All right. And this is the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450 free, like freedom. Live but, until they take us out. Indeed. Uh, for the moment, we are an essential service uh, because we are media. I think all businesses are essential. They're I, essential to the the livelihoods I agree. of the people who own and operate and are employed by those businesses. Yeah, and I also feel that all businesses are essential. I really hate that there's this sort of semi-caste system being created by oh, the yeah. word. Very scary. By the word essential. Right. Yep. And, and and who's deciding who's essential and who's not essential? The government. Yeah. Criminal enterprise. A, a bunch of authoritarian dictators, some tyrannical. Oh no, they got voted for, so they're not dictators, but they are authoritarians. I, historically speaking, 
at what point did anybody in society decide that voting was like the way to get things done? I, uh, I don't some authoritarian know the answer to that, but some it, authoritarian dictator types probably figured out, hey, let's make it look like they have a choice in these matters, and then they'll really fall in line. And uh, if that's true, then I mean that is what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if you just trace it through history, that seems to be what has happened and what continues to occur. Right. Well, you've got a king who's making decisions that are unpopular. People can blame the king and say the king is a terrible king. Well, if the king sets up a new system where it's the king's buddy versus the king, and then people get to choose, like, you know, ooh, now we're part of the system. We're the government. In fact, I think wasn't Larry, or, uh, I forget who it was earlier calling about that, but somebody called earlier tonight making the claim that we are the government. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, and when he was saying it, he sounded like a robot. Normally, he's an, a very thoughtful person who has some interesting things to say. But mm. in that instance, in that moment, he just sounded like, you know, some sort of automaton. We are the government. We are the government. It's okay. Whatever they do to us, we even though it's not okay. to help you. I don't like it, but we're the government, so it is what it is. You, you must know? obey for your safety. You can't change it, so you just got to vote for somebody. Vote harder. You know, vote more, vote harder, as though that's going to change anything. Uh, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We have uh, Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? So as you guys are well aware, I'm kind of the NH exit guy. I don't exactly run a movement, but I do I do own the, the URL nhexit.com, and we have a, an active Facebook group. Right. Quick, Dave, now, can you just explain to our listeners who might not be familiar what NHExit means and what it is? We're secessionists. We were inspired by the Brexit. We want to get New Hampshire out of the Union the same way you know, the Britons are trying to get Britain out of, out of the EU. And so you're proposing that New Hampshire become an independent country or, or whatever? Correct. Okay. Go ahead. So uh, one of the reasons you do something like this is so that uh, when the government does something bad to a New Hampshireite, you have something you can point to and that this, this bad action actually does push New Hampshire a little bit closer to, to independence, right? So uh, guess what has happened to me uh, that the federal government has done? They have just, in the middle of, a, in the middle of a, uh, an alleged plague, where we're told not to go into stores as much as we used to, mm-hmm. and we're we're told to get everything by mail. Guess what they just cut off to me? They cut off your mail? They cut off my mail. I am not allowed to receive mail at my home. What? I'm required to go into the, the post office every time Why? and expose myself to, to germs. How, so, so what, did they write you a stern letter telling you that they weren't going to deliver mail? That It's really weird that something like that would happen to you. I fought with the post office to not get mail delivered to my apartment when I lived in the big city of Seattle because I experienced a a bit of identity theft, mail theft specifically. Uh, Somebody stole some of my mail containing some, you know, important financial information. And uh, so from then on, I just went ahead and purchased, uh, you know, one of these uh, retail, you know, mailboxes, right? Not one at the post office, but like at uh, one of the UPS stores, something like that. And uh, so yeah. I just, I would just get all my mail there because of this. And so, um, 
you know, with the regular mail guy, he kind of knew that I wasn't, you know, accepting mail and he wouldn't deliver. But every now and again, they'd have a substitute mail guy who would, despite me leaving, you know, a very obvious note in the mailbox saying, hey, do not deliver any mail here. He would just fill it with junk mail and all sorts of crap. And the thing I didn't like about that was the mailbox was on the outside of my home. Or, or the apartment, and anybody walking by, if they saw mail sticking out of it, would immediately know that I was not home, and that's a security risk in my book. So, Yeah. So, yeah, we need to be able to make the decision for ourselves. So, yeah, the reason they said, they say, well, you, 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 the people who receive mail at this mailbox, one of you might steal the mail from the other people who receive mail at this mailbox. So we what? demand that you get a separate mailbox for every person. This is right after they. This is right after they banned my landlord from having two mailboxes. Now they say you're required to have four. Uh, it's insane! Wow, wow. So, so they've pushed. They've pushed New Hampshire just a little bit closer to independence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, uh, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. I was at the event on Saturday which had about 400 people attending it in front of the state house and I didn't bring enough flyers. I brought um, maybe about 75 or so uh, secession flyers. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire Foundation for New Hampshire Independence and I don't even know how active that group is now but uh, I haven't heard a whole lot out of them in, in recent years but I've still got a bunch of their flyers so I went and handed out uh, pro-independence flyers to this crowd and you know I didn't get anybody throwing it back at me so you know I didn't stand and talk to everybody right I'm just walking through the crowd just handing out flyers saying, hey, are you from New Hampshire? And if they answered yes, and all of them did, by the way. It was interesting. You know, there wasn't a single person I spoke with there who had come in from Massachusetts or anything like that. Yeah. So all New Hampshireites from the 70-plus that uh, that I handed flyers to. Anything else you want to say tonight, Russell Dave? Can- Ru- yeah, Russell Canning, one of the early New Hampshire you know, free stater activists back in 2004, he, had a, he ran a, a little paper in Keene for a while, and he he uh, he said he went and he, he went to some of these Republican uh, events that were attended by free staters and conservatives, you know, and, and he would ask everybody from the paper, do you favor New Hampshire independence? You know? <laughs> and the, he said the free staters would just their eyes would get wide. You know, they were the people who moved here for more freedom and they would kind of they would they would calculate what was the politically correct thing to say. But he said everybody from New Hampshire just said, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be part of that. We should not be part of the union. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, keep up the good work, Dave. Final thoughts? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you and your efforts. Uh, I, for the record, I totally support secession of, well, really any state. Uh, I I don't think that it is necessary to have an overarching federal government uh, specifically that has, you know, was supposed to be just so that these states could sort of act in unison for a few things, and instead it has become the empire. It really is an empire, and it is a devastating one. There's a story at Reuters by Rob Cox, and it's more of an opinion piece, I think. Breaking Views. Cox, this is the author, says, Great Lockdown Begs Great American Breakup. And it's an article, actually, about talking about secession. Okay. Like, maybe, maybe... That could be something good that comes out of this is that like the West Coast states have a really crazy response and they want to go all the way to maximum constant quarantine lockdown all the time. And other other people in other places are like, no, that's that's a little too far. Maybe we could wear some masks and that's about far enough. And then maybe there'll be like one place where people can go where, hey, let's live like normal. 
Because yeah. it doesn't seem like that's going to be that many places that want to be like normal anymore. Yeah, it it's sure crazy. Doesn't. Uh, I am surprised the level of buy-in that is here in the quote live free or die state unquote yeah well there's a lot of people here that have moved here from massachusetts and and elsewhere it would be really interesting to see what new hampshire natives think because the poll that i gave you earlier was real strong in the direction of continue social distancing at any cost right and i wonder what new hampshire natives say about that uh what do you think about secession 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the subject. This is Free Talk Live. We'll have that and more of your calls coming up after this. This is Free Talk Live. We are into the third and final hour of our program tonight. Our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got time to take your calls and your thoughts tonight. Uh, With you in the studio tonight, it's myself. I am the captain. It's Ian. And I want to take a minute and thank our amplifier today and that amplifier's name is rapture rapture is a silver level amplifier and if you don't know what an amplifier is well you can find out just visit amp.freetalklive.com and the amplifier program is simply a way that you can contribute to getting this program if you enjoy our content onto more radio stations than we're currently on all of the money goes to advertise market and promote that's amp advertise market and promote and that's what we use that money for to get us on more stations to get the thoughts and ideas of freedom and liberty into more ears so that well we can all finally be free of all of this type of tyranny that we see uh increasing every day as time goes on and more and more you know, it's going to take people actually being willing to stand up and do something. And so far, even libertarians haven't been willing to do much besides vote and run candidates. You know, they it's very hard to get them to up their, uproot their lives and move somewhere. And it's like, if there's nothing else that can wake you up than this, I don't know what's going to wake you up. Like, yeah, I don't either. What's it going to take to get you to actually do something, like physically move somewhere to be around more like-minded people? Because I don't know, what other chance do we have? I really? I don't think we'd have any, really. I, I still think it's the best idea. I mean, it was the best idea 20 years ago to migrate libertarians together. Yeah. I think we proved that it was the best idea because that in New Hampshire we've had tremendous successes. Unfortunately, this is like 10 steps back compared to one step forward yeah. that, uh, that we've made. But all that said, at least we still have a community of liberty-minded people that live here, Yeah, yeah. even I- though it may have schismed. Yeah, well, it's still better to be amongst folks who share, regardless of their, you know, minute differences in certain things, uh, but who share the ideas, the philosophies of freedom. I mean, that was... There's value in that, for sure. And, I mean, even the founding of the United States of America 
was based on that. They left, right? So everybody, everybody who I talked to, they're all, oh, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. Well, so when America was founded, that's what happened. The British were like, if you don't like it, you can leave. And they went, okay, see ya. Okay. But guess what? There's nowhere left on planet Earth that you can do that. Every, much, no. every piece of land has been claimed by a government of one kind or another. There's no place you can go where government doesn't claim, uh, you know, that it owns it and vicariously owns you because you have to pay into it uh, whether you like it or not. And that's my fundamental beef with the organization known as government. Uh, Let's go to your calls and your thoughts. Uh, We have, uh, looks like listening on 87.9 out of Springfield, uh, it's Josh. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? So I'd like to call there. I'm pretty sure there is a a rally on Saturday, April 25th, mm-hmm. at the Capitol at 11 a.m. I'd just like to say uh, people need to come out. And then uh, also... Uh, what Capitol and where? Uh, Illinois State Capitol okay. in Springfield, Illinois. And, and I also would like to say I think you guys should move to Puerto Rico and have Puerto Rico secede from the United nah, States of America. Too. Well, first of all, Puerto Rico is not a state, so they can't secede in that in the same traditional way as a state would secede. Um, it may be easier for them to leave. I don't know. I don't know if it's harder for a state uh, to leave or if it's harder for a territory to leave the United States. That's actually an interesting question. Uh, Mark, Our co-host, Mark Edge, is moving to the Mariana Islands. Like, earlier this year, he's kind of been all over the map for the last decade of his life, basically <laughs> having this extreme... Uh, midlife crisis, but it seems like he's finally made a decision here, and and he's going to actually move his family to the Mariana Islands. Now, you want to talk about having an influence in a place? The Marianas only have about fifty five thousand people living there, and about half of them are uh, immigrants. Wow. So you know, look, I mean, I know you're not a fan of voting, Captain, but in that place, you could really have a voting block with a thousand people. Yeah, because there's only like nineteen thousand people that that vote. Yeah. So it's a very very small place. You can absolutely have an influence on your neighbors in a in a way that is very different than a, a much larger city or even a, a state like New Hampshire. So I think it's an interesting approach, and we'll see how it pans out. Uh, Josh, I'm curious I, what uh, what made you select you know Puerto Rico as your suggestion. Well, there's there's a few things. Is first of all, Puerto Rico doesn't want to be part of the United States, and they voted that way multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also, split. They're split on yeah, it. Yeah, the weather in New Hampshire kind of sucks, and True. Puerto Rico, it's always warm out. The so problem that, with Puerto Rico is there's millions of people that live there, so it's you know it's I think it's got even more population than New Hampshire does. It's a very very large I, uh, island with is, a lot of people. It also has a really good strategic location uh, that is kind of secluded from the United States. That that's opposite of new hampshire where you guys can't really secede so oh we can secede the only question is whether or not people are ready for it yeah new hampshire has international borders two of them and when we secede we'll have four of them (laughs) well i i think it'd be hard with the u.s because the fact that they might invade well, yeah, that, that that's the big fear of uh when you whenever you talk to people about secession for the first time if they're not already on board, their their number one objection is, well, what if they invade? Mm-hmm. And I understand the fear, right? Like, that's what happened the last time. At least that's what they 
that's the perspective. That's what people believe is, well, the government will will invade like they did with the Civil War. Right. Uh, of course, the Civil War started over allegedly shots fired on a, a fort, which were allegedly shot by the South. Some people say it was a false flag operation. And so who knows what the, the truth is. But right. it did go to fighting. It did go to hundreds of thousands dying. And so, understandably, people would like to avoid that in the future. But the fact that people say to you, well, they, they would invade us, gives you some idea of why we should secede. <laughs> the fact that you believe that these people care so little about you. They don't care about you, yeah. these politicians. Yeah, they may, they may shake your hand and kiss your baby when they're, they're campaigning. They don't care about you. They go and they do what they want. And they rape your resources and your family, and they take your wealth, and they make you obedient, and you and you thank them for it. And secession is the only answer. If it's not going to be statewide, it should be individual, and people need to opt out of this entire paradigm. Unfortunately, if you opt out as an individual, they will crush you under the treads of their tanks. Uh, they will destroy you, and that's why we need people to stand together. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and Josh, it, you know, Illinois, the weather isn't that much different from New Hampshire there. Yeah, it's probably it colder. <laughs> it's yeah, colder it, it's and has more statism. Illinois is way less free than uh, the New Hampshire oh, yeah, is. for sure. Well, it, it sucks. I, I might move to the, the Maranau Islands like Mark, but that, that'll be a while down the road. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm keeping my mind open. I want to hear more about the things that are happening down there. Right now, it doesn't look very good. They've got a FEMA camp set up down there and they're quarantining people i can't say who but a former free talk live co-host is currently inside inside a fema camp Uh, thanks for the call tonight josh we do appreciate it our toll-free number 855 450 free like freedom we've got more free talk live coming up Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yes, this is Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition. We're in the bottom half of the third and final hour. We've got time for your calls and your thoughts. Our toll-free number is 855-453-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And, uh... I want to talk about ForkFest 2020. It's on my mind. I keep seeing these proposals that uh, seem to indicate folks want to shut down campgrounds now here in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, man. There's a bunch of these uh, whiny people out there that just want everybody to be super safe and don't take any risks and destroy every business that has ever existed. Now they want to go after campgrounds, and they're petitioning the governor to ban campgrounds from opening. I mean, everything fun is already closed or otherwise banned. It's awful. 
And so far, the campgrounds have not been ordered to close. And thus, we will still talk about the ability to join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Now, I've never been. This would be my first year. I'm looking forward Hopefully to it. Hopefully you get to go. And I would be really, really, the captain would not be happy. Otherwise, we might have to have go. ForkFest on the governor's front lawn. Because it's pretty big. I saw a picture of it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day, such as it is, than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party party and uh yeah i mean let's you know if we can't have it at the campground uh let's do that let's have it on the (laughs) on the governor's lawn uh there's just so much uh i i wanted to mention i did bring in this article about a woman charged for organizing a protest against the covid19 stay-at-home orders where this is uh, a woman in new jersey has been charged with violating Governor Phil Murphy's stringent quarantine regime on Friday for allegedly planning a protest against statewide stay-at-home orders. I pause there because... Planning a protest. Just planning the protest is what she was arrested for. Conspiracy to protest is now a charge in North Korea. I mean, New Jersey. (laughs) Might as well be. New Korea? (laughs) North Jersey? Uh, New Jersey Attorney General, Mr. Gruwal, and New Jersey State Police Superintendent Colonel Callahan noted the woman's infraction in a daily offense bulletin meant to provide a clearinghouse of information specifically concerning the novel coronavirus scafflaws throughout the Garden State. So they are. It's funny. Police don't track how many people they kill in a given year. But they'll certainly track all oh, the information concerning scafflaws of the coronavirus. Uh, that should tell you almost all you need to know about the police in the United States of America these days. So I, she was going to plan a protest against what? I, I believe she planned the protest mm-hmm. or allegedly mm-hmm. planned the protest against the stay-at-home orders. Okay. Uh, so according to that enforcement update, Kim Pagan of Tom's River was the mind behind a Friday protest at the State House. So it did happen. It did. Okay. Because I'd heard something was happening in New Jersey over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I had mentioned it on our Saturday mm-hmm. show. I just didn't have anything in front of me to tell you where it was and right. when it happened and all that. But I knew that it did happen. And so uh, according to that update, uh, she was behind it. Wow. Uh, oh, I, man. It was covered by national media. An unknown number of protesters reportedly waved American flags honked their horns and shouted, no more fear, through a megaphone. I sure do hope this lady does not just roll over and take a plea deal on this. Yeah, I hope so, too. Because this, if you believe in the idea of the Constitution, and look, I know, it's just words on paper, 
it doesn't mean anything to the government gang, right? But they swore an oath to it, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to mean something. If you believe in the ideas, in the, at least some of the ideas in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights specifically, the right to assemble, mm-hmm. the right to hold a protest, the right to freedom of speech, yeah. this woman was doing all of those things, and they're charging her criminally for this. Yes, that is what For being this the organizer behind this. This is a typical state tactic. They always go after the organizers. Right. Okay, because they believe everything is organized in the same way that they are. And in some cases, they're right. There's top-down organizations all over the place on voluntary basis and various different groups. But the thing they can't deal with is when you have an event that does not have an organizer. Right. They don't know. They could. They show up and they're like, who's in charge here? Nobody. Right. Well, <laughs> well not nobody, our co-host, but uh, no one, no particular individual. We used to have a joke uh, back in the day in Keene. There was this, he's not little anymore, but at the time he was like, you know, seven years old. He's 18 now. But this young guy, who, a uh, young kid who was the son of a couple of the activists that came regularly to things. Yeah. The joke was whenever the cops would show up and ask who's in charge, we'd all point at him. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do with somebody who's in elementary school? That's fantastic. Well, apparently they'll put him in handcuffs now and and lug him out of a class, but we live in a different world. We'll talk a little more about this lady's arrest, but first, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We have Jason from Bowhead, New York, listening on K-Talk. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello? Jason? Jason going once. Jason going twice. Maybe Jason. he's having difficulty. You can put him back on All hold right, and um, see if the board op can. I'm going to do that. Put him on hold. Dredge we'll, him up. Wake him up we'll or whatever. See what happens. He wasn't on hold for that long, right? So, no, not really. All right. So, let's hear more about this insanity. There. Yeah. So uh, similar protests. Jail, probably. Similar protests have occurred in a few other states, but the American public is widely in favor of listening to public health officials' no, recommendations. By the way, no arrests in New Hampshire, in case somebody didn't know that. No arrests at, at this event. I've not heard of any organizers being rounded up right. after the fact, which is what happened here. That is that is correct. Uh, Pagan was charged by New Jersey State Police with violating Murphy's coronavirus-inspired emergency order, quote, by organizing a prohibited event, unquote, near the State House and elsewhere in the capital city <laughs> in which protesters gathered in order to demonstrate against the governor's executive orders. Now a protest is a, quote, prohibited event. What was previously a constitutionally protected act of freedom of speech and expression and uh, gathering and assembly is now a, quote, prohibited event. Yes. Shows you what the Constitution, which, you know. It means nothing. Factually is a piece of paper with words written on it. It means nothing to these people. It has no meaning to anybody in government, really. Uh, You're taught that it does, but I. This is a red alert. I mean, this is a red alert, people. If you don't think. That something needs to be done. If you think sitting in your houses is going to make this better, you, you got another thing coming. I mean, if you don't get infected by this uh, this uh, virus, who cares if you don't have any wealth left, yeah. if you don't have anything worth living for? That's what's happening. It's all getting stripped away. Apparently, there was a press release, and in it, Gruel said... Our police officers are working bravely and tirelessly every day to protect us during this health crisis. Oh, the brave, Regrettably, brave they are being called upon far too often to deal with people violating the emergency orders. Oh, yeah, those brave officers, from what I heard in New York City, like one out of five was calling in within recent weeks. Or what is more egregious, people using the virus to spread fear or impede officers in their vital work. 
the government is using fear and impeding yeah, that's regular citizens do. from their jobs, from their livelihood, tanking the economy. I, I uh, Unbelievable. It just sickens me. Uh, 855-450 free, like freedom. We got more coming up. We'll talk more about this and take some of your calls and thoughts. Free Talk Live. Yes, this is Free Talk Live. We're in the final few minutes of the live call-in show where you can take control of the air and talk about, well, whatever you'd like to talk about. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. We might be able to squeeze you in. Uh, We were talking about a woman in New Jersey who apparently has been arrested for merely planning a protest against the lockdown. Well, and some other people, apparently, whoever else was involved. Yeah, there there was more than one arrest. Uh, you know, she's taking the limelight here as the person who planned the event. Uh, New Jersey authorities cited a total of 15 people uh, over violation of the governor's executive order on Friday. Hey, so. it's $15,000 if they all get fined the maximum amount. Yeah. Big money. Yeah. Uh, a quote from uh, the governor there. I hope they there. don't pay it. I hope they don't, I hope they don't uh, take a plea, and I hope they don't pay the fines. Stop encouraging these people. Every time you do what they say, mm-hmm. you make the problem worse. I understand you want the problems to go away. That's why people pay the fines. That's why people take the guilty pleas. But honestly, you're part of the problem every time you do it. I'm not blaming you. Like I, I understand you got to do what's right for you, but in the aggregate... If everybody takes a plea deal and everybody pays the fine, they just keep doing what they've been doing because they get away with it every single time. You've got to stop and break that cycle. You've got to go with not guilty, take it to trial, and refuse to pay when they find you guilty. Yep. Go to jail if if needed. Agreed. Uh, Just to finish off the last bit of the article. And I don't just say that. I've done it, okay? I don't just say, like, hey, everyone else should do this. No, oh. that's what I've done. Yeah, you walk the walk. Yeah. There's no question. Uh, I certainly you know, would point that out to anybody who had any sort of uh, doubts about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, one final quote from Callahan says, because lives are at stake. Enforcement- is this the cop? Uh, th- this is the, the attorney general? Uh, the governor. Okay. Uh, he said in a statement, because lives are at stake, enforcement action will be taken without hesitation against those no, who are blatantly placing lives of others at risk. I'm sorry. That's the, I think that's the attorney general. Uh, I, I you're right. Murphy was Phil the McCracken or something like no, that. No, it was Murphy was the, who issued the executive order. So, yeah, this has got to be the, the police chief. Uh, but I wanted to mention each of the people charged on Friday faces a sentence of up to six months in jail or a fine of up to $1,000 or both for doing something that is a right. Yeah. Exercising or your purported rights used to, to protest, to organize a protest, which is that's free speech, mind you, saying, hey, guys, you should come here this day at this time at this place and do a thing with us. That's freedom of speech. Yes. And also assembly. Well, when it happens, yeah. it's assembly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's more speech when you assemble. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to. By some the way, I- I'd like to say that um, if anybody has an event like this, feel free to promote it here on Free Talk Live. Oh, to yes. use this uh, platform to 
propel out these sorts of things. And we'll see if any state governments want to charge Free Talk Live for helping organize the events. Right. Come on out. Phone lines are open. Uh, let's go to some of those phone lines. Uh, let's go to Jason in Bullhead. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, not much, guys. I, I've called you before. I did a shout out for Kenny and whatnot. And and my difficulty immensely is we are being raped from our standards of what we're used to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's no equivocations. No, no. The absolution is to recount, get, get them back, just recall them. And and I know you guys are in New Hampshire. And I'm over here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I've called my people in Florida. I've called my people across the sea. I've, I've called a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems to me globalization is trying to be in effect. I, I watched a police officer in my front yard drive by two people. Well, one was walking, the other had a vehicle, and then the second person uh, was walking. Okay. And manhandled her and destroyed her civil rights as a person. And then they let her go. And and it wasn't uh, anything auspicious, I guess. It, it was, she was just walking down the road. Mm. And they beat her up. Yeah, I beat her up. Wow. My weapon. Yeah, well, threw her against the hood, stop resisting bullshit. LRN.FM. Yeah, you can't say BS on the radio, but I get it. He's fired up. He saw a woman being uh, manhandled by the police and was upset rightfully about that. Best thing you can do, caller, is to bring out a video camera. For now, you still have, or you know, you should have, the freedom to record this crap. Yep. So get your camera out. Put these cops on the record so people can see what happened. Because it's one thing to hear you tell the story, and it's another thing to see it happen. Please, just everybody's got a camera in their pocket now. If you've got a smartphone, learn how to use it mm-hmm. and use it. Yeah, it's the most powerful tool that you have to, to fight against these goons. But if you take a video and then you upload it to some centralized service and they ban you for it, well, now you got another problem on your hands. Now you got a problem, and we're not gonna, I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about it tonight because other people are on the lines, but yeah. Captain Kickass, you've got a story about Facebook banning people from even promoting these events. Yeah, real quick uh, from Zero Hedge, Facebook has removed several pages promoting protests against the state quarantine orders designed to slow the spread of coronavirus. The social media giant acknowledged removing the posts promoting protests in California, New Jersey, and Nebraska, which violated measures taken by governors to slow the spread of COVID-19. Facebook. So is- if you're not on the page, the same page with the government, you aren't welcome on Facebook. That is correct. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and your thoughts. We've got George also calling from Bullhead. George, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. What are the odds of two people from Bullhead City calling in Arizona, one after the next? Pretty good because we have a radio station there, and so you're listening. I, but to the it's radio. a big country. I was just thinking. Yeah. I thought maybe you have some nice But we're not a big show, um, so it's easy to get in on the air. Indeed. What's, right, on, what's on your mind, cool. George? Um, I'm going to put on an event and what I'm going to do is since I didn't get my $1,200 check Mm -hmm. and they're not automatically putting in my account, I'm going to have a yard sale. Excellent. Nice. There you go. So I wanted to let you guys know, uh, 
I'm I'm in Bullhead City, and I'm on a street called Colorado Rio. <laughs> See, now normally One, I wouldn't want somebody to call in to promote their yard yeah. sale on Free Talk yep. Live, but now it's civil disobedience. Now it's now Isn't it's an true? act of civil disobedience. That's how that's crazy. Right. That's how that's the bizarro right. world right. we're I living in. That way, when I was thinking this whole thing through, and I read the whole Nevada state uh, law of what they had just passed, both of them. There was one, and then there was a retroactive one. And uh, basically, it does quite clearly say, you know, that it put stipulations in there to make it so if they wanted to interrupt almost anything, they can because it's only things that are quote unquote called. Uh, necessary, absolutely necessary, yeah. and it's like my question would be: So Walmart, Walmart's necessary, but me having a yard sale because right, I didn't get twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, maybe you need some money. Land. All right, maybe you need so whether I'm you got the have a yard sale. Right, right? whether you got the the uh, the handout from the government or not, it's only twelve hundred dollars. What are you going to do with that? I mean, you got to have more well, than I, that. I, so it's time I, to sell I some crap. I have the thing called the renters, and they didn't. You know, they haven't paid the rent yet. And there's nothing to say that they're going to. Right. So one of the things is I didn't say any provisions for people that own rental properties like I do. Nope. They're not going to waive and, your property uh, taxes. That bill is going to come. No, not the property taxes, but to make up for the fact that if the tenant doesn't pay the I understand rent, that. Yep. Then look at the if you're out rent from the tenant, how are you going to pay your property taxes? Or your mortgage, exactly. for that matter. Or the mortgage. And it's funny how it goes on both sides of the street, because on the other other side, I absolutely understand that people need you know, a couple months, a couple months, whatever it is. Yeah. And I understand that. Hey, George. At the same time, just like a small business or these people who are getting, who are big companies that are getting big handouts, they should help us, uh, people who live on that rent that the person is paying us. They're not going to help yeah. squat. Uh, hey, George, when but, is your yard sale going to be? Thank you for asking. Uh, it's going to be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, three days. in the morning and three in the afternoon. Well, hey, uh, let us know how it goes. Will you uh, see if we uh, see if you end up getting well, arrested? It's, it's Call us from jail if you need to. Okay, we'll pay the fees. Colorado Real Vista. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for the call. Good luck with the uh, yard sale. Uh, That's an act of revolution now. I mean, having having an effing yard sale is an act of civil disobedience. That's the crazy, bizarro world we're actually living in. It is upside down. Real quick, let's just go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, since you're out of time, let me just uh, throw this in um, regarding these shutdowns. uh, Something that I, oh, I defied somebody in power today. To do this, uh, they had. I took advantage of a newbie pro- producer call screener and got on KKOB, where I am banned, and they banned me. <laughs> oh, they're, 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 I wish we had more time to hear what you said yep. to them when you got on the air, but we don't. Thank you for yeah, the call. Give us a call again, David, and uh, let us know more about that particular adventure. That's all the time that we have for tonight. Remember, and it was nowhere near enough. My God, there's so much to talk. Yeah, about. no, there is. And remember, you can get our archives at freetalklive.com and join us again seven nights a week from 7 p.m. Find out about your common law rights. Move about the land freely in your personal conveyance or on foot. Know what to say if stopped by a man or woman in a costume and proceed safely on your way. Also, find out how to lawfully keep all the money you make free of tax. Protect your liberty and freedoms in a peaceful and lawful way by adding William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com to your Skype contacts. And let's talk free on Skype. That's William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com.